Hey, ladies, has the person that you love the most ever told you that their life sucks and it's all your fault? Marriage. Marriage. The struggle is real. Hello, everybody. Welcome to MTSR. My name is Juan Ponce, and I am a combat veteran, a podcaster, blogger, and currently a college student. I want to have my co-host introduce herself. She is also my wife. Hi, I'm Josie Ponce. I am the wife to Juan, who you just heard talk, three wonderful kids. I'm also a real estate agent helping people buying and selling homes, and I also am going to school. All right, you guys, first things first. Me and my wife, Josie, have been together for 20 years. Uh, We've been married for 18 of those 20 years, and it just seems like it gets worse and worse. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It just keeps on getting better and better. (laughs) (laughs) It just keeps on getting better and better. Uh, We've had some rough times. We always, just like any other family, ups and downs uh, with my background and, and, uh, and her being there for me has really helped me become a better person. I know that uh, she feels the same way and a lot of times she can be a little feisty and and call you on your stuff but I think that's that's really what I need or or needed at that time. So what do you think babe? What what, what do you think has made us stick together with each other for so long? Your stubbornness? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would say the love that we have for each other. It's it's been we may not like each other all the time, which is is always going to happen when two people live together and spend every waking minute of their day together. But in the end, I think it just comes to the love that we have for each other and the, the fight, too, that we want to make this work, not just for our kids, even though a lot of times people say, hey, we're doing it for the kids. I think we're doing it for each other because we truly love each other and we want to make this work no matter what. And that's the whole reason behind this podcast. We want we want to show others or give that voice to others to let them know that they're not the only ones that have struggled in, in relationships, uh, in their marriage, and even the relationships with their children and other family members. Josie and I have noticed that there is not an outlet or a platform for people like us, you know, um, spouse with a combat veteran, uh, and with a family, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really hard to find someone that you can relate to on that aspect, PTSD, depression, anxiety, hypervigilance, TBI, uh, MST, you know, all these different, all these different things that, a combat veteran or even just a veteran goes through is brought with them when they leave the military into a relationship. So on that note, I should say that the way I feel about it as a spouse, what he said is right. But as far as the veteran is concerned, there's always so much support because they have each other. They have the VA. They have places that they can go. I think a lot of times the spouse is left without those things. The spouse is left to deal with all of the anger and the PTSD and anxiety and the whole thing without any kind of outlet, without any kind of support system for her while she's, or he, I should say, is struggling 
trying to figure out what's happened to the person that they knew that left or, or came back or whatever the case may be, she's got a silent struggle within herself because there's nobody that can understand what that person is going through. So I think the support for the spouses, whether it be female or male, needs to be greatly increased. And I think that's a lot of the reason that I want to do this with my husband is to show the spouses that I've had some dark times with my husband and there was nobody there to understand. So I, I want this to be an outlet for somebody to say, hey, I've gone through that exact thing. I felt that exact thing. And finally, somebody understands I'm not alone. On that note, we're going to go ahead and jump into our topic, which is basically the combat deployment and the return. Being in a combat zone isn't easy for anybody, um, especially for the spouse, uh, especially if they have, uh, you know, children, because there's so many what ifs. And I, I knew that I knew that my wife would worry about me when I was over there. And there was a lot of things that happened to me while I was over there. And I made an effort, a huge effort to try to contact her before my unit did because I knew somehow uh, communication was was not going to be accurate. So in doing that, it really helped ease her mind and assure her that I was safe over there. And that that promise that I made to her that I'd come back, you know, I was going to be able to keep. And when we come back, we don't transition as, as easily as we would if we went to just like Korea, just like a regular duty station overseas. And uh, I know for a fact that when I came back, I came back a lot different than when I left. Well, I mean, the the take of you being deployed in general is very hard because for females, women, spouses, it's you're codependent on that husband or wife to be there. So for us to hear that you even have to go away and then on top of that, that you're going to a combat zone, it's hard because you don't know what's going to happen and you think, well, okay, they can come back okay or they can't come back okay and in the sense of they might die while they're over there. Those are the two options. You don't think about the third option, which is, okay, they're going to come back, but they're going to be a completely different person or they're going to... God forbid there's been an, uh, an incident where, you know, now they're paralyzed or there's a limb missing or they're just missing something that's not making them the person they were when they left. So there's that, that having to deal with that in your head when you're leaving and then when you're gone, having to explain to your kids why daddy's not here, why daddy had to go or mommy and say, hey, they're, they're, they're defending our country. It's always, you know, military comes first and family comes second. That's just the way it is. So getting calls and emails and messengers on Yahoo, because back when you deployed, it was back before any of the all awesome FaceTime and getting to see each other all the time, 24-7. That just didn't exist for us when you deployed. So it was attached to a computer to see if you logged on or to see if you sent a message or if that phone rang it was making sure that we were there to answer every call every email and and assure you that everything was great at home despite the fact that the kids were driving you crazy and all you could do is miss and cry and sleep with their shirt at night so it was just making sure that you guys were safe and just waiting for that day for y'all to come home and then 
you get excited because now you're going to have the welcome home. And so back then we did poster boards and we painted and we just wanted the biggest, baddest sign and we wanted to have the house perfect because all we knew was that you guys were coming home. So it was excitement. It wasn't thinking about anything else other than you coming home and being there. And then when you come home, it's just a detached person that you get. Yes, you hug and you love on your kids, but it's still that, that, that feeling like it's different. You're, you know, driving along and it's like, watch out for that IED. Or you don't want to go to public places because you're not used to so many people. It's, it's not the same. You're not the same. You're, the love is there, but it's a whole different person. So now you're having to adjust with, well, we can't go here because he's he, he can't deal with that or we can't do this. All the things that you did before, like take your you know kids out to play. You can't do simple things like that anymore. So it, it's tough. It's tough because you have the excitement. You have that honeymoon period of, yeah, he's home and that's all you care about. But then reality hits that that person is different and he's gone through a lot or she has gone through a lot. And, and now they're having to transition to, we did we dealt with that and now we have family and a wife that we have to love on and support. And, and it's a lot. It's, it's different. It's a different relationship. I definitely agree. Coming back, I felt like I couldn't enjoy um, coming back and, and, and enjoying everything. I just, the, the only thing that I could think about is when is, you know, when's, when's the next attack going to be? When am I, you know, I, I'm, I'm just waiting to hear gunshots. I'm, wa- I'm waiting to hear explosions. I'm waiting to hear calls over the radio and you know and 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 responding and it's it's just like you're you're constant if it feels like you're like it's just a switch that hasn't turned off yet you know and you're 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 trying to figure out you know how come how come I'm still feeling the way I'm feeling right now how come I'm home I know I'm home I I know I'm safe but why do I keep feeling like you know at any moment something bad's gonna happen and I think I think we just get so so used to being in danger for so long that when we come home it doesn't it doesn't really hit like our, our body some subconsciously we're we're constantly on alert because that's what our body has been had that survival instinct has kicked in and and it's hard to switch off and i know you know coming home and laying down with with your spouse is 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 great and you know like she said the honeymoon period is is great, you know, you get to forget about everything, but as long as you don't leave the house, you know, you're fine, because you know you're safe in your own home, no matter where you go, as long as you know you're in your own home, you're going to be safe, and trying to get out of the house came with a lot of anxiety, a lot of frustration, because I wasn't able to articulate what was a threat, and what wasn't anymore, because I was no longer in that situation where my life was on the line anymore. Personally, I think that we got to a point where we felt like, well, I, I got to a point where I felt like if I didn't feel like my my life was on the line, then I wasn't doing my job. Something was going to happen. Complacency kills. The, 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 
one thing that kept going through my head and I just could not shake it. And coming home and, and seeing family and friends and stuff and them asking you how many people did you kill? What did you do? Would you blow up? Would you shoot up? What you know, all this stuff and you really don't want to remember it and you can't help, you know, what people ask you and it's it's not their fault and it's just their curiosity. They don't know exactly what it is that we do over there and the only one that knows is is other veterans and that's why we have built what I what I like to call a veteran culture where we know our quirks we know our lingo we veterans have their own language we 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 have our own language and we can spot each other in an area and we don't even have to know each other and we we already know like that's a veteran or that's active duty military and no matter who that person is, whether they're a stranger or not, we know that if something goes down right then and there, we can de- depend on them. And that's that's something that, that no one can understand but a veteran. And with that, it makes life a little bit harder because if you're in, if you're in an area, if you live in an area where there's not a lot of veterans or active duty military, it's hard for having civilians, you know, go, you know transitioning from military to civilian life. And having to deal with, with civilian people that don't understand what you've been through and don't understand your values that you've lived for however many years you've served. And you can't really, make, you can't make them understand you and why the way you are. And it's not their fault. So it's really hard to go out and, and do that and have people ask you what we like to say, you know, like what I like to call stupid questions because, you know, people don't understand what it is that, that we do in the, in the military. I mean, there's so many different, so many different aspects to what we do in combat, uh, whether it's being on the offensive or the defensive or peacekeeping. I mean, there's, there's so many different things to combat than, than just killing. You know, I, I remember one time this one guy asked me, so, you know, how many people did you kill? And I asked him, I was like, well, why don't you ask me about how many people I saved, you know, instead of how many people I killed? I don't want to remember how many people I killed or who I killed, you know? It's not something to be proud of, you know? Ask me about the people I saved, you know? And I, I like I like to think that because of my training, because of who I am, I was able to save lives. And I, I, I mean that literally, like, not just... You know, Iraqi civilian lives. I'm talking about military, you know, soldiers that got hurt and to the point where, you know, they, me and my crew weren't there. They would have, they would have died. So having to go outside of your comfort zone, go outside of the house, it's, it's really hard. And, and it's not hard on just the veteran, but the family as, as a whole, because you're not there to really be there for them. And you're missing out on your family. You're missing out on, a lot of different things, things that we need to experience and go through as as a an adult, as a mother, father, brother, sister, spouse. I mean, our lives basically are in limbo as we try to figure out what what's wrong with us. Unfortunately, veterans don't get a chance to do that, and they end up losing everything or taking their lives. And that's one thing that I have tried to help other veterans with veterans that I know and others that I don't know and it's a uh, it's not an easy task or you can't save someone when they when they don't want to be saved and that go that that went for 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 myself you know I'm 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 talking about myself 
me and my wife have been through a lot of things, you know, a lot of fights, a lot of sleeping on the couch and <laughs> a lot of silent treatments and sleeping in different bedrooms. Yeah. Um, we've, I mean, we've gone through so many things and no matter what we always, we always try to at least come back and talk to each other. And the reason we would do that is because we started noticing that we were growing further and further apart. Everything that I know now about being a better person and being a better husband and father came from me wanting to get better. And even though I still had my ups and downs through through the through that process, you know, my wife she stuck with me and it really helped me. I had that support and there's a lot of veterans out there that don't have that support. We as veterans are lucky because we have the VA and but what do our spouses have? You know, what, who can they go to? There's, there's no, there's no groups for that. I know, I mean, that I know of, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's some out there that we probably haven't researched, but there, it's not as prominent as the VA groups where you can go and do either group or individual therapy, or you could do different workshops like anger management, cognitive thinking, uh, problem solving, and just different types of tools that, that the VA offers veterans to help themselves um, get better, you know, whether, you know, therapy, treatment, uh, inpatient, outpatient, and just trying to get the veteran involved, not only in, in, in this, you know, in this society or in their community, but in their home, in themselves. It takes the veteran wanting to get better. It takes the veteran hitting rock bottom, not once, not twice, but a few times until it gets to that point where like, wow, I need, I really need to change something. If I don't, I'm going to either end up dead or alone. There's no worse feeling than, than feeling helpless and, and alone. Nobody does. And I'm sure my wife has felt that way many times and that I don't know about. You know, she she may know about the times that I've been, you know, f- you know, f- that I've felt helpless and alone. But I don't I don't know if, if, if she if she has. And I'm sure she has because of the way I used to be, you know, I was, I was, I was basically a different person. You know, I wasn't the person that she married. I wasn't the person that she knew that she fell in love with anymore. I was disconnected. And not only from, from her and and my children and from society, but from myself, I was disconnected from myself. To reconnect pieces of yourself little by little is not an easy task. But it is doable. It is possible to do. I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect or I'm cured because I'm not. Uh, we, we still go through a lot of stuff, me and my wife. But it's nowhere near as bad as it used to be. I mean, we can we get into a fight now and we talk it out now, huh? Uh, depends. <laughs> there's some fights we can we can definitely talk through. And there's other fights where another, you know... One of us might need a moment and just don't want to see each other and kind of blow off steam. But the important thing is to know that we always have to come back and talk about it. It's hard. It's it's difficult to see your spouse struggling and having a hard time. You think that uh, they hung the moon. So <laughs> to see them struggle and not be that same person that you knew that hung the moon, it's tough for the spouse. It's tough to see them go down and get to a point where you know you you can't change anything you can't 
make them feel better you can't fix it you know most of the time we as women or you know and and men you want to fix that other person um but there's no fixing that person there's only support that you can give and and love that you can show them that despite all the bad things and the mean things and the hey holes punched in the wall and just horrible things that they've done and said and said of course because obviously that whole saying you know sticks and stones may break my bones but words can never hurt me that's the biggest ugliest fattest lie I've ever heard in my whole life because words do hurt and like I said you know when you have your 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 spouse your your husband the love of your life standing there telling you they are messed up and they're having problems and their life is horrible and it's all your fault it's a very ugly feeling it, it's it's almost dread and doom that goes through your heart because you're like trying the best that you think you can do and lo and behold they think it's it, it's it's horrible they think that whatever you've done is the reason why I am the way I am you know deep down you know that I can't be that bad, you know, hey, we all have our faults, but you're thinking you're, you're doing the best you can for this person. And they just absolutely think that it's all your fault. And, and it's not, it is not anybody's fault. It's, it's things that happen. It's things they've gone through and you want to sympathize and empathize and, and be there. And then there's some points where you just get mad and angry and just say, heck with it. I'm, I'm going to do me, you do you. And that's where a lot of marriages fail uh, and a lot of marriages feel, you know, they break up because, well, it's too hard. It, it's too hard. I've heard my husband say some of the meanest, ugliest things to me and I'm still here. I'm still loving him. I'm still wanting to support him no matter what. So I know that if I could do it and he can do it and, other, you know, we can stick through it than everybody else can but you 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 have to try and you have to understand that you know there's not a book out there that says hey when your husband comes back from war this is what you got to do I really wish there was because maybe that would have helped a little I said but you know people tend to to get upset because hey he's not that person and he's a drunk and he's a fool and he's treating me like crap and I don't deserve this so I'm gonna go do me when you said marriage vows you said through the good the bad the rich the poor well these are the bad and this is what you got to go through this is what you have to go through to get to the good and it will be good You, you just have to fight for it and you have to as a spouse tell yourself that hey this isn't the person I married something had to have happened let's work through this the first option isn't the door it really isn't the first option isn't well you got to go or I got to go because that doesn't solve anything that just makes more problems and in my eyes and you know that's why we we have made this marriage work because we love each other and because we know that we are different people 20 years have gone by um we are different from the people that we knew. There's still some of the old old person in there, but there's a lot of stuff that's happened to put us where we are. You know, he went through war, I became a mother. That changes a person, but as long as you're changing together and moving towards the same goal, which is to love each other and be forever for you and him and your family, then that's that's what you're trying to achieve at the end. 
So the words that they say, hey, they're going to hurt. Just like I'm sure the words you say back are going to hurt just as much. But you got to come through it and work on it together. You had to work on it on you being you and you being... That's not what a marriage is. Marriage is supposed to be two people who love each other trying to work through their problems and struggles. All right, you guys, before we go, I want to go ahead and leave you uh, with a few resources and some words of inspiration. Wounded Warriors Family Support. Wounded Wounded Warriors Family Support is an independent nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide support to the families of those who have been wounded injured or killed during combat operations rated a four-star nonprofit by charity navigator wounded warrior family support aids veterans and their families in healing the wounds that medicine cannot wounded warriors family support provides programs such as the caregiver respite program that provides support and assistance to caregivers of wounded veterans and family retreats provide wounded warriors and their families a peaceful place to heal and reconnect with their loved ones. For more information, go to www.wwfs.org. Here's a few words that have really helped me get through a lot of hard times. What lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So some something inspirational for me that I read, it says, sometimes you and someone else were only meant to share a moment of time with each other. Sometimes friendships and relationships are not built to last forever. They are built to teach you a lesson. Maybe you both needed to learn something from each other that no one else in the world could teach you at that time. Maybe you both were perfect for getting each other through a terrible storm together. In life, you will fall out with people that you never thought you would, get betrayed by people you trusted with all of your heart, and get used by people you would do anything for. But life also has a beautiful side to it. You will get loved by someone you never thought you would have. Form new friendships with people that will establish more meaningful and stronger relationships and overcome things you never thought you would get over. We all have chapters that end with people at some point in life, but take pride in knowing that the very best part of your book is still being written. And it was a post from Wood the Inspiration. So I think that just holds true for everything whether it be friendships relationships something doesn't have to end for it to get better you can have struggles but it's just how you end that relationship or friendship what stays with you and what you can keep going forward to and hopefully make a better chapter for you whether that's staying in that relationship or letting that relationship go something to think about With veteran suicide on the rise, there are certain resources that are available. The Veterans Crisis Line connects veterans in crisis and their families and friends with qualified, caring Department of Veteran Affairs responders through a confidential, toll-free hotline, online chat, or text. Veterans and their loved ones can call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Chat online or send a text message to 838-255 to receive confidential support 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 a year. Support for deaf and hard of hearing individuals is available. For more information, contact www.veteranscrisisline.net. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. Next episode, we'll be talking about our favorite game, the The blame blame game. game your favorite game <laughs> <laughs> your favorite
favorite game. <laughs> it's yours. It's because I win. You're the blamer. 